0: here with the Weed Watch Season 2, Episode 7. Uh, first time we've had a guest on here in a while, and it was what I knew I was going to do at some point when I started the podcast, but kind of was forced to do it this week. Didn't really have a choice, so uh, welcome to have the great Kalen Smith here with me right now. Kalen, thanks for being with me.
1: Hi, Jackson. How's it going?
0: I'm great. Thanks for being here. Um, last couple days at Weed, for those of you who don't know Kalen, Got a big time position down at Connecticut College that she'll be starting very soon. So this is her last week, sadly, at Weeden. But everybody here is obviously happy that you got that position. Um, bittersweet moment, definitely. Yeah. But uh, gonna talk just a lot of stuff right now about you, about Weeden, about everything. But first, uh, tell everybody a little bit about where you're from.
1: Sure. Hi everyone, Um, thank you so much Jackson for having me. So I am born and raised in Albany, New York. I am one of six children. Um, I went to high school at Columbia High School in East Greenbush, New York. I was a three sport athlete in field hockey, women's basketball and women's lacrosse. Um, 10 years to my graduation, I was inducted into our athletic hall of fame at Columbia, which consequently is the same hall of fame that my fourth sister Kathleen is in and my late father. Who happened to be the athletic director at my high school prior to me going to high school for about 25 years? And his name is um, on our gymnasium floor at the high school. So I got to play on my father's court my junior and senior year of high school. So it's the Bob Smith Court, Robert J. Smith Gymnasium. So pretty sweet. So I come from an athletic family, it's in the jeans. Um, People used to say that we had six kids because we had five starters and one sub. So, you know, it was definitely really good uh, growing up. The Smith driveway was definitely probably the most competitive court I've ever played on. Um, Fast forward to graduating from high school. I went to undergrad at Western New England University. Um, It was Western New England College when I went.
0: You're always dropping the Winnick. Yeah,
1: it'll always be Winnick to me. Um, I played basketball and field hockey there. I did field hockey for two years, basketball for four. Um, I did every. I did. I was the SAC president there. I was first year seminar assistant. I just had a really good experience in undergrad. Um, as soon as I graduated from undergrad, I enrolled as a master student at the rival down the street, Springfield College, in their athletic administration program. Um, like I mentioned earlier, athletics kind of always been in my blood, and I wanted to pursue that as a career so yes
0: yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome um you always talk about how big the smith family is in the <laughs> uh capital region i know your dad did a lot for the school that's awesome mm-hmm. we've talked about that before um how was your experience playing division three college athletics is that something you really look back on and enjoy your time playing basketball in western new england
1: yes um a big part of why so One part of why I do this for a living is my family background and my father. The other part was my personal experience, particularly at the D3 level. My whole career has been D3. Um, I was a grad assistant at Springfield, which is D3, and in our conference. uh, I was an NCAA intern at MCLA for two years through the NCAA grant. Then I was the assistant commissioner of the Commonwealth Coast Conference D3 conference that yep. is the home yep. of Western New England. And then I came to Wheaton, which is also, as you all know, D3 in the NEWMAC. And now I am going to be going to Conn College starting in like four days there in the NESCAC Division three. So Division three just speaks to me. And a lot of it is because of like my personal experience as a student athlete and just what it stands for. Like, not only are you getting an athletic experience, but you're getting a good educational experience. You're making lifelong friends. And it's just a fun environment to be around
0: yeah for sure it's just there's just something special about it and you just talked about the whole journey just it's just such a cool atmosphere and environment like division three there's something special about it that you only can really be a part of it uh, a part of it to understand uh take me back to were you uh it was ccc right before wheaton yes so when did you first kind of hear about this opening at wheaton
1: so the commissioner of the new mac patrick summers He is a Wheaton alum, tennis alum. He and I were colleagues because the New Mac and the CCC work closely together. And he told me about this vacancy at Wheaton and said, you should take a look at it. So I did. And, you know, fast forward eight years later and here I am.
0: And when you heard about the Wheaton position, did you really hear much about Wheaton before? Because it's just a small environment. It was all women's before, but obviously you were in the industry. So what did you know about Wheaton coming into the school before you even got here for your first day?
1: Yeah, you know, Wheaton has such a good athletic reputation. So competing at a division three school as an athlete, and then working in a conference, you know, Wheaton was kind of always brought up, whether it was in a, you know, baseball capacity, track and field capacity, swimming was the kind of the sports that like I knew of them or basketball. So um, it was definitely really, You know, something I knew of, I had never physically been there, but I knew about it just because of the success they had had in athletics prior to me coming.
0: So, what year was your first year here?
1: Uh, 20, November of 2015.
0: Okay, all right. So, yeah, it's been been a good amount of time. What What were the first impressions of the place when you got here?
1: How big it was, the Athletic Center. So, I mean, Western New England's Athletic Center was big, but the size of the indoor field house, I had never like my institution didn't have an indoor track and like our baseball team and softball teams practice on like a rubber floor, like seeing what Wheaton had was just like, wow. And the fact that we could do all we could do in that space with the amount of teams that we have was pretty awesome. Um, the pool, like we had a really small pool at my undergrad institution um, this was an Olympic size pool here. So that was pretty fascinating. And then honestly, I would just say, like, the way the campus looked, it was very New England style. Like, when I came on my tour for my interview, I was like, wow, it's really pretty. And my tour was during September when, like, the leaves were yeah, changing and things like that. So that's, like, yeah, the best time of yeah, year aside yeah. from commencement time when Wheaton looks really good. I mean, Wheaton always looks good, but those are, like, my favorite times of year. Um, And then I would also say, like, I, when originally was hired as the Facilities and Operations Director. So I was responsible for all those athletic facilities. Mm-hmm. So it was just like me trying to take it all in and learn every nuance of each facility. I think what's also unique to Wheaton is that we have a soccer field for both our men and women's teams. Any other place that I've either worked at or visited, the soccer teams share the field. So that's also something unique to Wheaton. Having their own grass fields is pretty special. So
0: Yeah, you said you came in as Facility Ops too. It's kind of been a fluid like job description for you. Just Mm -hmm. how has that whole experience been since the start?
1: Yeah. You know, I think, I don't think I know my career trajectory here at Wheaton is what has granted me the opportunity at con that I'm starting in the next few days because I started out as facilities and ops. And those of you who are listening know that I was captain COVID for a hot minute or a hot year, for lack of a better word. Um, And then I evolved into this role with external partnerships. Once we did some staffing changes And then um, I was interim SID during COVID, so got into the social media game and everything like that. So aside from not being our athletic director, I've pretty much done everything else. I haven't coached a team, um, but, you know, I've kind of gotten an opportunity at Wheaton to do a little bit of everything. And I think that's also what's special to D3 is, like, you're not pigeonholed. You can really do a bunch of different things if you want to.
0: Yeah, that's... It's awesome. It's just really cool to see how much you can help everybody in different areas. Um, me personally too, you've helped me a lot. So I appreciate that. Of uh, just talk about the Wheaton community and how special the people are here for a second.
1: Yeah. You know, doing this podcast, I'm, I'm so grateful, but I also was like dreading it in the sense, like, cause I know it's kind of a finality for me, like the finale. Yeah. Um, the people are what make, make Wheaton and, like I know anywhere people go, we'll all always stay connected. Like that's not the thing. I think it's just like some people just have a nine to five job and that's great. I never looked at this as a nine to five job. It's not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a lifestyle choice. And, you know, I chose to do this career because of the way athletics impacts, not only student athletes, but coaches and administrators and families and friends and just the college community as a whole. And at the end of the day, you know, in is a place that we all come together, whether it's on the dimple, whether it's in the field house, whether it's, you know, wherever, like I see people in town. It's just, it's a place where it is about the people and it's what makes the college so special.
0: You want to lead Yeah, it really is just a truly great special community. You said it best. Um, going along the lines of just the people here, talk about your relationship with the student athletes here, how special that is for you.
1: That is probably the highlight of my, my day is getting the opportunity to see student athletes. Um, I've gotten to do a lot of different things with student athletes, whether it's watching them compete, um, watching them, you know, do their academic work, have them work for me personally. Um, I oversaw work study, you know, for the monitor jobs. And now like within the sports information lens, I do that as well. Um, love being at games with, you know, student athletes cause they're either our fans or our student workers. Um, it's just the student athletes and the student body in general is just really important to me. Um, So much so that I've actually led the classes out for graduation a couple times, which is um, not normal for a person in my position to do something like that. Um, Typically like a senior class has to kind of approve that and stuff like that. So um, I've done it twice. So that's been pretty awesome. And like, it reminds me like, cause I have to gown up, like I'm graduating as well. And I wear my regalia from my undergraduate, and I remember how I felt the day I graduated, and to relive that a couple times with people I've worked with directly, and have seen them from when they were first years to now when they're graduating, is just like something I can't explain. So that's one part of why I love it. And I would say for student athletes, like just the everyday, like checking in. My office isn't located by the equipment room, so whether you're getting a loop, we say hi, or just yeah. catching up, you want I want to ask you like. I mean, what are you listening to? Because I'm always just trying to understand what it is about our student athletes that make them come here, what makes them tick, what makes them want to be the people that they are here. Um, Another part, too, is I get really excited for postseason. I've gotten an opportunity to experience really high-level postseasons with some of our teams and some of our individual athletes, whether it's going to New Max and cheering on our track team or the swim team every february at the new max or yeah. going hosting new max here for baseball and then going to the regional tournament and then getting to go to the world series with them in 2021 um i didn't get to experience those type of postseason successes as an athlete and to be completely honest with you doing it as an administrator and part of like the athletic department was like an experience that i can't even describe um i hope that everyone gets opportunity to do that cuz it's something special and i think that's what really sets apart, you know, people's experience here because you're doing it for the common goal, which is to win and doing it for the people next to you in front of you, behind you. So it's really important.
0: And I can talk about that from experience too. like just this past May, like coming off the mound in the regional at Mitchell, just seeing you there. um, Gavin was there just, I think Brandon Newsome was there, just like other coaches (laughs) just there supporting is just really special and means a lot to see. Um, all right, this might be a tough question, but favorite Wheaton memory you have oh, or just moment you can think of?
1: Gosh, there's a lot. Um, oh, man. I I honestly... Oh, this is a tough one. I, uh, I'm i going to give you my top three. Okay. Giving Lydia DeCordy her NEWMAC championship medal at uh, NEWMAC's. Barrett Roberts, our swim coach, former swim coach, he... Texted me when he saw me at the meet and said, I want you to come down on deck and give Lydia her first place medal. She would be told, she had no idea I was doing it. That was pretty awesome. I would say, having Coach Podbelski hand me the regional trophy in 2021 in front of his entire team, saying that we're going to the World Series and Kalen's coming with us and handing it to me. And I just like immediately hold it up in the air because I didn't know what else to do. That was pretty awesome. And then I would say, um oh gosh i you know there's uh, yeah road trips i've I've gotten to take a couple trips with teams like i was the van driver for women's lacrosse that was my first traveling trip with a team that was really special we were the god's plan van because drake's god's plan song came on where where was that at in Uh, uh florida
0: oh okay.
1: it was in like sarasota retiree area but I my one request that they played God's Plan by Drake every day in the van. So that's why we dubbed the name God's Plan Van. Because it was like the most popular song at the time. Yeah, And, you know, honestly, just like Alex DeBro, who's our men's basketball assistant coach. He had a buzzer beater on his senior day. It was I was there. Place erupted. Yeah. Aaron Williams. Alex There's just so many people. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even put, you know, it to words.
0: Those are all awesome answers. I... Unluckily for me, wasn't like able to. I wasn't in college yet for a good amount of those, but I saw Mm -hmm. videos of them, so I knew how special those moments were. Um, What are we? What are we feeling? Are you excited to go down to Connecticut College? What's What's your feelings on that? It's got to be really exciting, just to know new journey coming, new job, just ready for next week.
1: Absolutely, like for me professionally, for my career, this is like an amazing opportunity. It's the next step. You know, I'm climbing the ladder and uh professionally like i'm ready for that challenge um you know i've really worked hard to get to this next opportunity so honestly if it wasn't for my recent experience here at wheaton uh i I wouldn't have had that opportunity and so i'm i'm like forever indebted to wheaton and like i'll lie i as i signed my farewell email to everyone forever a lion like i truly believe that like there are times like throughout my career people have like asked me like did you go to Wheaton and I'm like no I just you know I just really care about the people and you know I would say you know I I feel very prepared for my next opportunity and I am excited it's bittersweet obviously right now like these past couple next couple days are going to be bittersweet but also difficult for me I'm someone I take you know everyone always jokes you can always catch Caitlin crying because not in a bad way, like I just am someone that I really appreciate, you know, words of affirmation and kindness and people taking the time. I'm just a very people-driven person. So, you know, that means a lot to me when someone takes time out of their day to wish me well or ask me how I'm doing or say thank you. I've gotten a lot of that the past couple weeks um, since I made my announcement. And I, I have to say, I've been overwhelmed with the outreach in the sense that like to me, like people are coming to me saying all these things and it, it's just who I am. Like I was just, I, it wasn't a job to me. It's just who I am. And I just happen to have a job at Wheaton, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, I I will miss our student athletes here immensely. Uh, I will definitely miss our coaches and administrators here. You know, I aside from your own personal family, like this is the mom, the people I spend the most time with. Oh, yeah. You know, our jobs are not your typical... Like you know, nine to four. It's you know we're with each other at all different hours, and we're doing things, and we're witnessing greatness. To be completely honest with you, we're watching, you know, people put in everything they have, and all it takes is just one one goal, one final touch on the lane, you know, making sure you pass that baton. Like I know that sounds so corny and cliche, but it's really the truth. Like and I watch all of you throughout the seasons and the year prepare for those moments. So like, that's what I'll miss, but I'm excited cause I'm still staying within the D3 hoping that, you know, Wheaton puts con on the schedule so I can <laughs> yeah. be sure to check out some games. But, um, the Coast Guard Academy, which is in the new Mac is also a next door neighbor of con. So if my schedule allows, I'll definitely be sure to try to ke- catch a game when you guys are in town at new oh, London. Yeah. Yep. But, um, I mean, I'll never not stop rooting for all of you and rooting for our teams. It's just really special and it's something to be said here at Wheaton. You know, we're a place that people want to come to because their success, but it's it's fun and there's just camaraderie and and that's what I'll I'll miss the most. But I'm excited to bring that type of culture to my next position yeah. at con. And I think that Wheaton's positioned me to do that. So
0: yeah, yeah but you're gonna do great there. Um, I can say we're all going to miss you. Appreciate you coming on yeah. today. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Um, Kalen, just thanks for everything. And thanks for sitting down and talking to me today.
1: Yeah. Jackson, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. <laughs> one of my faves, no, no uh, disrespect to any of my other student workers, but I've been your biggest fan so much so that my Spotify rap said I was <laughs> you one of the top <laughs> listeners of the Wheaton Watch. So, Thank you, and thank you for all you do for us in the department, and just the student athletes like you that make me want to work in this profession. Of so, of course, thank you all so much. I'll miss you, and remember, forever align. Let's go eat.
0: So, there was the wonderful Kaylin Smith on here with me for episode seven of season two. Really happy for her, but obviously, everybody sad to see her leaving such a big part of this Wheaton community. Um, Part two of the episode here, we're going to dive into what's going on in Wheaton Athletics right now, kind of the quietest period we've had for Wheaton sports since the semester started up, just uh, men's and women's basketball going on alongside Swim and Dive, and Swim and Dive hasn't even seen a lot of action recently, they've had a couple of weeks off, they're going to get back in the swing of things shortly, right now looking at Women's swim and dive. They're 5-2 and two overall in a pretty good spot. Uh, defeated Springfield and Keene State way back on November 11th, recording this year, November 30th. Um, good wins in that uh, kind of try-meet, but obviously still going against Springfield and Keene State separately after the 135 159 lost loss to coast guard. That was their last home meet. It's been a long time. It's going to be a really long time before they have any home meets. So November 10th was that last home meet, the loss of coast guard. Then the two away meets at Springfield, but against Springfield and Keene state, but they'll be back in action tomorrow for the first time in a while. They'll be back up at the main collegiate invite for the second year in a row. And From my understanding, that is a ton of swimming and some long days that go on up in Waterville, Maine. So Colby hosting the Maine Collegiate Invite, second year in a row, it'll kick off tomorrow night at 6.30. That's Friday, December 1st, and then two sessions on Saturday. First one at 10 a.m., second one at 5.30 on Saturday. Then they have over a month off. They'll be on the road in Worcester. January 12th to continue things in the dual meet season at Clark and then home against Babson and Connecticut College on January 13th. The men also having a fairly good year as well for swim and dive. Same, uh, same, pretty much the same schedule as the women's team. Just one difference in it, considering uh, the women went up against. Uh, it was Wellesley on the road. Wellesley ended up winning that meet. Uh, men 3-3 three and three right now. Uh, also had wins over Springfield and Keene State after falling to Coast Guard. And they'll have the same schedule at the main invite. And then same meet schedule when come back for winter break with Clark and Babson. Women's basketball off to a... Th- 3-3 uh, three and three start in the Allison Chernow era, opened up the year with the Wheaton tip-off tournament, dropped both games of that, 70-63 against RPI, then 60-50 against Riviera snapped off three wins in a row after that first win of the year on the road November 15th at LaSalle, 66-61, great game in that, and then a big-time win on the road at Endicott, a team that Made it all the way to the CCC Championship last season. A 59-57 win and a heck of a performance from Abby Fernandes. She scored with .4 seconds to go on a layup to seal that two-point victory. Continued the win streak with a 65-58 win down at Johnson & Wales right before Thanksgiving. And the win streak ended last night after a little over a week off with a 72-60 loss on the road at Regis College. 3-3, um, three and three, a pretty good spot to be with this squad right now. Going to have a tough schedule coming up this weekend, playing in a tournament out at Williams. They'll have the host Williams tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, and then they'll face off against Middlebury Saturday at 1 o'clock. Um, part of a really long road stand for this team. It's going to end up being in total seven consecutive games on the road. Um, that road trip's going to finish up. December 7th on the road at Curry. Uh, it's going to be a 5:30 start up in Milton and then they'll have their first home game in nearly a month when they'll face off against Bridgewater State Saturday, December 9th inside Emerson Gymnasium and that's going to be the just getting absolutely hammered here on the road in terms of games. Uh, they won't be back home after that until January 4th. So, just four home games over the first two months of the season. That's absurd. But obviously, they'll have a good chunk of games back at home once the new Mac slate gets started up. And also, uh, congratulations to Regan Cater, the sophomore just named new Mac Defensive Athlete of the Week recently. Been pulling down a ton of rebounds, getting blocks. Um, she's been playing fantastic. And I'm looking forward to um falling along with the women's basketball team when they're out at Williams this coming weekend for that tournament Wheaton men's basketball team has their a little bit of a win streak right now uh they opened up their season with the Jim Baudry classic up at UNE took down eastern Connecticut 70 to 57 to open up the year then Lost to the host in the championship, 66-63 win for UNE, and then dropped two in a row when they went down at Trinity, 74-57 on that loss. But rattled off three in a row after that, Eastern Nazarene, 70-67. Then um, their first two home games of the year, both wins right before Thanksgiving, 85-71 win over Roger Williams. And then most recently this past Tuesday inside Emerson Gymnasium, a 70-55 win over the LaSalle Lasers. Uh, They're playing really good basketball right now. Tristan Harry looked phenomenal in that win streak, had a career-high 18 against Eastern Nazarene, and then broke his career high right after that with a 26-point performance against Roger Williams. That game actually saw four players score their career high, and I don't know if I've ever seen that in a game where four players have put it in the basket like that. Sal Petavolano, career-high 16, Kyla her with 15, and the senior captain, Jaden Kelleher, with 11. And following that, Sal Petavolano led the way against LaSalle with 13. That was a balanced 70-point attack. Uh, team looked really good. LaSalle put together a couple of runs throughout the game where Wheat was in control, Then LaSalle just kind of inched back into it, but lines were able to hold him off. Uh, good to see Ty Murphy back out there, made his season debut against LaSalle after battling an ankle injury. He was also in double figures. He had 11 that game, so good to see him putting the ball in the basket again. Uh, they'll have another home game, so it'll be a, a three-game homestand for the Lions here. They'll host Bridgewater State, so big-time rivalry game with an odd conference that's going to tip off Saturday at 1 o'clock inside Emerson Gymnasium. Hope to see everybody there before the semester wraps up, and then after that, New Mac play, so... Uh, conference play starting earlier than usual for men's and women's basketball by almost a month's time. So it will be on the road to open up New Mac play Wednesday at Clark and then be back home for their conference home opener Saturday, December 9th against MIT. And that's going to be a doubleheader with a woman's team. The woman will square off against Bridgewater State right after that. So that's all that's going on for current athletics here at Wheaton right now. I did say it was a little bit of a quiet period. It'll pick up when the second semester starts and a couple more sports get going. You know, artistic swim, track, and field, and then before you know it, the spring sports are here. Other Wheaton College news going on right now. Jazz Vanderhoof was named uh, All-Region for Women's Cross Country. Congratulations to her. And Softball team has a new head coach as well. That was a Big announcement that actually came out today. So Aaron Miller from uh, formerly the Mitchell College head coach is now formally announced as the Wheaton College head softball coach. So big news for a very talented team there. And congratulations to everybody that has just recently been named to New um academic all-conference teams from the fall sports. Those are really big. Off the field achievements as well. A lot of athletes from all the fall sports getting named to that. So congratulations to them. And a uh, final big shout out here to um, uh, the junior, Tim Wagner, poured in an unofficial intramural basketball um, school record, 41 points last night in a thrilling game. I was uh, able to be there and witness it. So congratulations to Tim his team, his family, that was a huge milestone for Tim Wagner. So big congrats to him. And that's going to do it here for Episode 7 of Season 2 of The Wheaton Watch. We'll be back soon. Have a good finals week, everybody. And as always, thanks for listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.